and we are back ladies and gentlemen bringing onto the podcast mr luca annette aka the king penguin luca how are you i'm doing great how are you doing very 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 good uh it's a pleasure to talk to you uh, again i know we we linked up at token 2049 um and you looked busy there you, you showed me a calendar it was back to back for literally like three days plus you know the three months prior to that so you know give us a recap what was your your time and the penguins time like a, a token 2049 it was great we had two events so one event we had a thousand people show up the other event we had 600 uh the huddle is super strong in singapore it's not to be underestimated I enjoyed it because we also have some toys and some of the arcades and time zone and some of the stores in Singapore. So it was beautiful to see the products thousands and thousands of miles away from its origin. And um, it was just great to get familiar with the Asian culture. I mean, what a beautiful uh, if you're Asian, you should feel proud because I, I went over there not knowing what to expect. And they are just so far ahead. Uh, I thought we were far farther ahead in the West. And I was just uh pleasantly humbled as to just uh, the culture, the kindness, the respect, the innovation. Uh, they are definitely uh, uh, above and beyond uh, my wildest expectations. Because Singapore is just one stop of a, a slightly bigger Asia tour. Am I right in saying? Yeah, uh, five cities, 15 days, Osaka, Tokyo, Malaysia, uh, well, Lumpur in Malaysia, Singapore, and Korea, Seoul. So uh, we, we were able to pull it off. I was exhausted, to say the least, going straight into Walmart. Uh, but uh, the journey's just getting started here. This is where I got to kick it into gear. I've got to be cheeky and ask, but which, which pudgy community over in the Asian hemisphere was your favorite? Mm, they were all my favorite. <laughs> they, they all had their unique uh, personalities and, and unique cultural backgrounds. Uh, I, I'm just so grateful over there because there it's a, it's a different mentality. They're there because, and they collect because they believe in the brand. They're not worried about a 0.5 ETH flip or a one ETH flip. And they're just believers. And at the end of the day, that those are the people that see the highest success, right? You know, you, you didn't, you didn't, you know, get successful, you know, believing in Apple and then selling it five days later for a profit. Like you believe in it for 10, 15, 20 years. And ultimately that's the, that's the horizon and, and the vision that I have. Uh, is a long-term horizon. I'm optimizing for long-term success. And that culture specifically just gets it. They, they, you can just tell they, they have a different narrative there than they do in the West. Yeah. And like video gaming over that side of the world is, it, it's massive. And you've obviously got like the whole uh, cosplay narrative for things like, you know, World of Warcraft and the, the other big games there. Um, I think what would be really cool and maybe one of the next uh, Pudgy Penguins meetup is if there was uh, an actual like cosplay event and you just get, I know it's not quite as sexy as like a, a blood elf, you know, mage or whatever, but seeing a lot of people dressed up as little pudgy penguins uh, could be something extremely, extremely interesting and quite comical to see. Um, I so I think we all, we all know what the big news is, is with you. It's, it's been all over, it's been all over social media, um, but you managed to get into Walmart. Um, tell us about the hundred day lead up leading into walmart yeah so it was no easy feat they basically uh if you understand consumer products and retail distribution you understand just exactly how impressive that is uh it's one thing to understand it maybe from a top end perspective but if you've done it before 
or just ship pallets to any retailer before you just know how incredibly difficult that is. And so I'm super proud of our team uh, for pushing it through. Actually, an announcement we'll make today, which uh, this podcast won't come out in time, is we're launching in Smith's, which is one of the UK's biggest toy stores and one of Europe's biggest toy stores. Uh, and so we've dominated every region here. Uh, once we go, uh, we've done Walmart in America, which is as big as you can get. Smith's is uh, just about the creme de la creme. And Asia, we're starting to permeate through a lot of specialty stores. And uh, the, the pudgy takeover is officially here. Uh, and it's here to stay. I knew it. I bloody knew it. When I was at the airport on the way back, um, I, I was talking to other guys in Blockmates. I was like, you know what? I could really see pudgy penguins in Smith's or in Hamlet's. And like some of the other really, really big retailers. Could you imagine that? You're going to go get on your flight and you just see it's a pudgy penguin. Right, let, let me take one for my flight. Mate, well done. That, that's absolutely huge. Is that getting distributed all over the UK or is that just going to be in like 2,000 of them? No, in, in all of the Smiths around the UK and Europe. So uh, I'm super excited to, and we got a great program with them. We got an end cap, which is great real estate. Again, we're not a toy on a shelf. It's very important for me that when we activate this brand, we activate it in a big way. And um, I'm, I'm happy to finally bring these products in a trusted place in Europe. Oh, finally. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll probably be one of the uh, one of the people that goes down the Smiths uh, uh, and do like a, a little sweep. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, I hope so. getting into getting into Walmart, it's not the first time you've been in Walmart before, is it? Mm -mm. So I'd uh, been to Walmart before with Gel Blaster, which is uh, North America's fastest to uh, growing toy company and the company I was a CMO for before this. Uh, so it's not our first rodeo, but it's it's a different product pattern, right? It's a different uh, value proposition. So it comes with its own unique challenges and learning curves. But uh, I've been down the the retail rodeo a couple times now. And how did like the experience of getting like gel blasters in there compare to pudgy penguins? It was uh, pudgy penguins was definitely a harder sell. You know, gel blaster. You gave it to the buyer. They shot the, you know, they shot it with their family, and they're like, "Oh well, this is just the best blaster on the market, and it's not even close. It's undeniable, right?" Uh, you know, with pudgy penguins, you're competing against Star Wars and Hello Kitty and Squishmallow and Pokemon. Um, you know, we're a new brand, and we've got some uh, we've got some big achievements from a follower base and from a view perspective. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm Hello Kitty or I'm Pokemon or I'm Squishmallow because I'm not. Uh, but we will be, and uh, they believe that. Uh, their purchase order believes uh, backs that statement up. Their belief in the real estate that they gave us supports that. And uh, I'm super excited to be uh, leading the charge and trying to break the barrier uh, of consumer product goods for crypto, blockchain, and Web3 with the world's biggest retailer. So then what was your value proposition? Because from a, from a crypto, uh, crypto perspective, we all know about Pudgy Penguins. We know the value in them. But my mom, bless her she would just see that it's a it's a cartoon penguin. How did you create a value proposition strong enough that fits on the shelf next to Star Wars? I think it uh, comes to our price point, point. It comes to the quality of the product. It comes to what you unlock with the purchase of a product, the bang for the buck. Not only do you get a physical penguin, you get a digital one as well that can go and do things and you can have fun and entertain yourself with. Uh, when you look at the, the power of the brand and the uniqueness, you know, we're launching in quarter four, it gets cold here in America and, uh, you know, penguins are cold, uh, are cold creatures. And so I think there's a lot of things that uh, go into this. I think they believe in us. They believe in the brand. They believe in the team. More importantly, they believe in the community. We've had success before. It's not our first time being successful. Um, and so ultimately, they, they gave us a shot and I have so much respect for them. 
you know, Walmart is a leader in the digital revolution, I think more so than people give them credit for. And they also want to innovate and lead the trend. They don't want to follow it. And so I think this is them looking into the future and asking themselves, do we want to be the person chasing uh, the web, web three and chasing NFTs and chasing the obvious, or do we want to be leading that charge? And uh, I have the utmost respect for them for uh, being on the forefront of innovation and not following it. And I think they also are just amazing, uh, an amazing company that supports the American dream and supports the entrepreneur, right? They, they care about the little guy. They are not in the business of just doing business with every major corporation. They want to support uh, the small business owners in America. And that's very much what we are today. Yeah, interesting. And it seems like you had a very, piecing all the puzzle together now, it seems like you had a very interesting journey uh, to, to actually get into to Walmart. Obviously, started as the whole PFP. You know, we all know you bought it out. We all know that you've, you know, you literally like 100x this, this brand down a lot of uh, different avenues. What was quite interesting, and from some of the stuff I've, I've read and listened that you've posted quite recently is, and it's all clicked. Like Amazon was almost the social proof needed for Walmart. How did you, how did you tie these things together? How did you, like, put two and two together that Amazon would lead to to Walmart? Yeah, I didn't know it would lead into that. I was actually kind of confused why they weren't getting back to us or why they didn't even you know test us in a small capacity. But I'm happy it played out the way that it did. I mean, right now, looking at the results, looking at the sell through, looking at the reaction from the greater Web three and crypto universe, uh, I'm happy and and I'm and I'm proud to have led the charge on this achievement. I think ultimately, um, you know, you, you can't deny being number one on Amazon, right? You can't deny a weekend being number one on Amazon and you can't deny that stuff selling out uh, in a couple of days. And, and it just showed, it just showed the strength of what we've got here. It showed the strength of our community. It showed the power of Web3. It showed the power of the blockchain. And ultimately, what this comes down to, it's not really just a moment for pudgy penguins. This is, this is going to push this entire industry forward. This is a stamp of credibility if and when we succeed that this is real and that this is ultimately the future. And I'm really proud to be a part of that. And uh, and I just want people listening. This is not this is not support pudgy penguins. This is not you know a moment just for pudgy penguins. This changes everything for everyone. This changes everything big time for NFT projects. This changes everything for blockchain and crypto stigma and integrations uh, on real products in the real world. I mean, this is a complete moment, you know, not for just us. This is a moment for the industry. And uh, when you go out and support this stuff, you're not supporting pudgy penguins. You're supporting the future of blockchain. No, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, and and the way you created the whole, I, I'm going to call it a, a, an IRL Web3 uh, ecosystem with all the different uh, touch points that are out there, um, which has been really cool to see. Now, we're going to go from Walmart. We've, so we just purchased the toy and now we're going to go to the pudgy world. Now I was playing it a little bit earlier and I'm not going to lie. I kept falling off going up the spirals because I don't know if it's my mouse or like my, my space bar getting jammed, but I kept slipping through the, um, through, through the stones. So I never actually made it to the top. But how are your pudgy penguins in Walmart going to be interacting with the pudgy world that you've created? Yeah, so when you buy a toy, uh, you scan a QR code and you are instructed to make an account via an email and a password. That email and a password stands up a custody wallet via our custody wallet solution. Uh, you have made a blockchain wallet without you knowing that's powered by ZK Sync. And you then uh, unlock NFTs through a gasless experience. And so at no cost to you. 
you uh, put your code in that you got from your toy and you unlock three to five NFTs, giving people their first experience with digitally collecting for nothing short of an $8 or $5 purchase of a toy. And I think that's beautiful. Ultimately, you put those traits on your character. And once uh, you have that all set up, you can go around and uh, walk around with uh, your character and those traits. And uh, eventually you'll be able to sell them and trade them and exchange them with friends. Uh, you know, we are very much, uh, you know, the, 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 the physical feat of getting Walmart, the toys into Walmart was just as hard as the technical feat, right? Like we basically stood that up uh, in 120 days. Uh, and so it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't easy as well. So a lot of improvements coming to that platform. I'm excited to show the world and uh, that's kind of uh, where we're headed next. Why did, why did you choose CK Sync out of interest? Uh, they, uh, the technology is fast. The team is supportive. They go above and beyond. They were willing to really uh, step up in a really meaningful way for us, uh, the way that I felt like others weren't ready to do. And uh, when you look at the success of Pudgy World, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of effort from a lot of different groups and a lot of different people. Uh, and they were willing to support us in a way that uh, is not to be underestimated. And I think just the technology is good. The the, the chain is good. And I think ZK rollups are going to be a, a big thing moving forward. And they're kind of leading the charge. Yeah, I mean, Vitalik does say like ZK, uh, zero knowledge proofs are, are the end game. Exclamation point, full stop, underline, in bold. So it's, it's an interesting move. Um, so a user obviously like logs into Pudgy World, they get three uh, free NFTs. What are these NFTs, you know, are they just going to be quick flips for people or is there going to be some kind of like safeguard from people sweeping a shop and then, you know, dumping a load of NFTs? So the marketplace isn't live exactly for that reason, right? I want to create a culture around these traits that are fun and exchangeable and I don't want to make it around the DGEN. Now the DGEN is willing to, and open to participate, right? But the traits are endless. Uh, some of them will be super rare. Some of them will have hundreds of thousands of them out there. The solution that we really wanted to solve for here was a mass market NFT product. At the end of the day, our 8,888 pudgy penguins are our first edition collectibles. Our little pudgies are our second editions. Uh, but at the end of the day, first and second editions only matter if there's a mass market product. And right now, the toys and the NFTs that come with those toys uh, are our mass market product. And that's what's going to get everyone excited about digitally collecting. And because I kept falling off, what's at the top? Uh, at the top of some alpha, <laughs> you got to get there to find out. <laughs> uh, but it's just, uh, but it's full of like, like traits and little Easter eggs and, and everything. Okay. And uh, I'll make sure to get to the top a little bit later after, after we've done this. Um, now on, on Twitter and social, like this went down an absolute storm, but there were a few with anything like this, there were a few like little backlashes from it. And I kind of, I was really impressed with the way you handled yourself with it. And it all, it then came down to the, the narrative of, you know, you couldn't have cheap and luxurious. Well, you can, you can, you can be in a limo with, with cute little uh, stars, you know, the stars in the ceiling were probably cheap, but the limo probably cost you a, a bit of a bomb. Uh, how has community feedback been and how have you dealt with any kind of like backlash that has like come out your way? Yeah, I think the community totally gets it because the one thing that I have a complete alignment with our community is, is the, the vision. You know exactly what you're getting when you're buying a pudgy penguin and you believe in the collectible thesis or you don't. And I think right now the one things NFTs have disrupted is the collectible thesis. I think anything else is still yet to be proven. But what they have proven is they're better forms of art and better forms of collectibles. 
Uh, they have none of the friction, none of the problems that physical collecting has. Uh, and it's really just a, a better way to collect, period. And so what does it mean to make a collectible, you know, prestigious and valuable? I think ultimately that's easy. You just work backwards and that's what we're doing, right? I think when, uh, when you look at the outside looking in, you know, anybody saying, what does this do for holders? Or you can't, this, this demeans the, or degrades the brand. I would just say you just never built a brand before. And uh, I've built brands multiple uh, that do nine figures a year in revenue. I've sold them for a lot of money. Uh, I've made a lot of money and I've uh, been at the backbone of culture for a very long time. And I would just say there's too many examples debunking that thesis. Uh, and I can and we can go on and on and on about them. Right. At the end of the day, I can get an A class Mercedes for 30 grand or I can get a Maybach for 400. Uh, does that mean, um, you know, Mercedes is a cheap and, and shitty brand because I can get an A class that completes with, with that competes with a Toyota or, or a Hyundai? Of course not. Uh, it, it should just be debunked a trillion different ways, you know, and so, you know, I can go get Nikes at Walmart uh, and then I can go get Nikes on StockX for 100 grand. Uh, I can I, it just, just there's a trillion ways to just beat that up. And at the end of the day, any type of narrative that that's along these lines is just a, a foolish one. At the end of the day, I am pushing this space forward. We are changing the narrative. We are trying to fix the stigma around this industry. And we are trying to turn crypto, blockchain, NFTs, and Web3 into one that's consumer facing. Right now, it's, a, it's an inwards looking circle of retail traders, speculative retail traders chasing their rat, their tails around in a circle, some institutional guys that know how to play the game and leverage retail trading mechanics. And, and it's just, there's, there's, there's a, a, the only time we see growth in crypto is when price goes up. And if we really want this industry to win, that narrative has to change. And uh, that's what we're doing. So I think, you know, hating on what we're doing here or, or being a pessimist around it, uh, is one I don't think good for the the crypto culture. I think anybody who knows you know what this means knows that this is a huge step forward for everybody uh, who believes in the future of this technology. And I just ask that you guys support, right? Go out and get some toys, uh, whether it's for yourself, a friend or a family member, a niece or a nephew, uh, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, it's the holiday seasons coming around. Pudgy penguins are going to be uh, at the bottom of every Christmas tree. And I just want people to enjoy and love our products and experiences. But the whole cheap and the luxury thing is nonsense. There's, a, you know, Pokemon. I mean, I can, I can give you literally 30 examples that just debunk that theory. Um, it, it's just this elitist mentality that has plagued this industry for the longest. I, I know what's right. This is for the rich and exclusive. Uh, in reality, that's what computers were when IBM was making them. Only the rich and the exclusive could have it. And then Mac came in and built the Macintosh and the world changed forever. And uh, I, I want to be what Mac and Macintosh was uh, for this industry. And, you know, all those guys and all those pessimists can go be IBM. And we, we saw where that shook out. IBM didn't make it anywhere to uh, at least compared to Apple. Right. And so. I'm not interested in that narrative. I think that's a that's a that's a foolish narrative. It's an anti-crypto narrative. It's an anti-entrepreneur narrative. It's an anti-underdog narrative. It's an anti-freedom narrative. Because at the end of the day, what we're giving to people is accessibility uh, and digital ownership, which I think is imperative in the future. Uh, and so, uh, we we debunk that with class. Uh, at the end of the day, I have a little bit of empathy for people who feel that way because you just don't know what you're talking about, uh, and that's fine. But you'll you'll know soon enough. I think you just debunked it. I just think you massively just debunked it like three or four times right there as well, which is which is good because you're right. Like two pound fifty uh, packet Pokemon cards. If you put a Charizard in this day and age, it's like a million dollars. What I was so frustrated about is I used to have like a full collection 
that collection suddenly vanished when uh, when I moved house. So I spoke to my mum about it, and apparently the Pokemon cards had gone. So my mum had accidentally thrown away a full collection of Pokemon cards. I did tell her how much they were worth. She was shocked. Couldn't quite believe it. Now, a journey like you've been on, there's going to be a lot of like learning points. There's going to be a lot of like positive and like negative experiences. So I'd quite like to know kind of like what this whole experience and journey, uh, what impact uh, is had on uh, had on you personally. Now that you are becoming more of an icon and a role model. And like you said, you want to become the Apple. Now, becoming the Apple means, you know, you become maybe like Steve Jobs. What impact has this had on you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I don't take the responsibility lightly. I knew when I purchased this, this brand that, you know, if I did my job, I'd be able to change a lot of people's lives. And those people are the people that, you know, collect our first editions and our second editions. And I don't, and I, I wake up every morning and that's probably one of the first things that I think about. I have a responsibility to them and everything that I do is for them. Uh, I think ultimately uh, I believe in this future. I also stepped away from Gel Blaster to do this because I knew it was a moment for my talents to really shine in a way that it wasn't shining in, in the CPG industry though everybody knew me as the golden boy and the wonder kid it didn't feel as fulfilling i didn't feel like i was writing a legacy i didn't feel like i was telling a prophecy uh and so i'm happy to bring my talents here and where it can where it's really needed truthfully right what, what i do best and what our team knows how to do best is honestly what what this industry needs needs the most this industry has an abundance of technical talent and it lacks branders uh brand builders and marketers uh, and, and, and they are so scarce and far and few between. And, and again, the technology can be the technology. I reference IBM and Macintosh all the time because it's a perfect analogy. You know, IBM built the first personal computer. Macintosh did not. Right. But it wasn't until Macintosh packaged it and made the brand that everybody knew and loved that it actually hit uh, escape velocity and change the world. And that's what I think we're going to be with, with pudgy penguins. People are going to fall in love with the pudgy. They're going to fall in love with the ethos. They're going to fall in love with the brand. And they're going to be so attached to it and so involved that when they go down the rabbit hole and they learn about these first editions and how all the characters are licensed from the community and this collaborative brand building process, uh, how can you not fall in love? How can, how can you not think this is the future? Uh, I think we're telling the greatest story ever told in crypto and Web3, but I also think when it's all said and done, we're going to tell one of the greatest stories ever told, period. Uh, this is the little guy. This is the, the NFT of the people. This is the underdog story. This is coming up against all odds. While everybody had endless resources and endless time to get to where we were, the 25-year-olds that put up their own money that came up and rioted with their community and took this project over are the ones setting the bar. And how can you not want to be a part of that? How do you not want to be aligned with that? How do you not believe in that? Uh, and if you don't, more power to you. But I've been proving everyone who hasn't believed wrong uh, every single minute of every single day here for the last 18 months. And I'll continue to do so until I physically can't anymore. So when that time comes and it's time to close the, the, the last page of the book and because, you know, you're in business, business is the business of business, right? There's going to be a point where you sell it. What story do you want to have told by the time you close that book? that we build one of the world's uh, next great character brands that tens of millions of people know and love. And we added a value proposition and adoption mechanism to this industry that nobody even came close to doing. Uh, 
Um, I, I, I want to be the face of NFTs. I want to be the face of Web3. I want to be the next faces of uh, the next great character and legacy brand. Uh, and and we'll do we'll do all those things. I'm confident in it. Uh, I, I'm so in lockstep with our community. They're so in lockstep with me. Our team is firing. We have more money in the bank today than we ever have. Uh, you know, like what what can stop us now? Uh, we went through every black swan event. How much worse can it get? Uh, truly, right? We had every monster blow up in the industry possible. Every collectible in every sector got absolutely nuked, whether it's a sports card or a watch or a piece of fine art. Uh, and we've been through 19, 20 months of despair uh, and chaos. And so if I got it through that, I'll get it. I'll get through it here. Uh, and I'm getting in my bag right now, right? The numbers just keep getting bigger. The leverage keeps getting bigger. The opportunities keep coming it's so obvious. You'll look back at this a couple of years from now and be like, wow, that, 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 that was the, this, our next cycle's board eighth and it was right in front of us. Uh, and I'm excited to, to sit back a few, three, four years from now and, and recollect. Yeah, me too. So how does it feel that you're going to be the face of bakery products with the little pudgy cookie? And what's the story behind that? Because literally before we came on, I saw the tweet. Yeah. So last crumb <laughs> is uh, the supreme of cookies in America. They sell out in seconds. They sell thousands of boxes. They're pretty expensive, but they're probably the best cookie that you'll ever have. Uh, and uh, I'm just excited to align myself with a brand that I've been a huge fan of. It's something nice for the holiday season. Uh, and I think it's uh, it just makes our holders happy. At the end of the day, you know, you don't need to buy it if you don't want to. Last Crumb will sell those things all out with or without us. Uh, the power of their brand is bar none. Uh, they are the direct-to-consumer food brand in America, or in this case, dessert brand. Uh, and I'm excited to just eat some great cookies uh, at Halloween <laughs> and get uh, get going here. Are they are they coming to the UK as well? Uh, I don't. I think you might be able to ship them over, but you might be pay an arm and a leg for shipping. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna like give them to holders? It's like a, little, a cheeky Christmas present. I I I, 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 I was thinking about it. I might take like a hundred boxes and just give it. A, it's hard because they're gonna sell thousands of boxes and. Yeah. I, I'm I, the holders know our situation, right? We haven't taken, we haven't minted any money. We raised money, but I, I can't be spending sixty thousand dollars on cookies to give it away for free. Like, <laughs> I, I love them, and, and and I will give them free things at the wazoo once we've really made it. But now's not the time. Now's the time to hunker down, keep doing what we're doing, stay on this path. Uh, I think they would understand that. I, I can spend the sixty thousand dollars better than getting some people some free cookies. I I, I know they agree with that. Yeah, you are you are right. Like that's a very very expensive uh, cookie. I've just got a couple of questions. Uh, last few questions for you. Um, your story is a very interesting one. What do you think young 16, 17 year old Luca would think of you now, and what do you think he would say to you? He'd be super proud, and he'd say uh, he'd say, "Damn, you really did it," because it wasn't looking pretty. Um, I, I think he would be proud, dude. I was I was in a bad spot. I was a bad kid. People don't know this about me. I was a really bad kid. I was a skateboarder, graffiti. We were doing fights. I've been in fights where it's 10 guys against 10 guys in the park, right? Like that's, you would never expect that looking at me, I bet. But uh, but that's my background and uh, I'm not proud of it, but that, that was just was a nature of my environment, right? I was a byproduct of my environment, a byproduct of my circumstance. I'm super blessed that I had a wake up call one day and I pulled myself out of it and uh I'm blessed to be here. No, that's. I think I think that's the bombshell we wanted to to end on there, Luca. 
thank you so much for coming um you know i, th I, th I think loads of people know you but if, if this is the first time they've uh, been introduced to you you know uh share your socials you know where, where can we find you and if you want to slip in a bit of uh, pudgy alpha at the end go for it yeah um i'm luca nets at luca nets on social give me a follow and uh all i ask is if you're listening to this uh go to your local walmart go to your local smiths and uh sweep the floor and experience what it is uh to uh, have a pudgy penguin product. Uh, if, if people uh, that you know, uh, know your love for the blockchain, know your love for crypto, know your love for NFTs, uh, this is the best way to get them familiar and just give them a little taste about where you spend all your time. And, and so this is not just a moment for us. Uh, it's the perfect holiday gift. Uh, we did this in quarter four for a reason. It makes sense. You're gonna buy toys anyway. You might as well buy a pudgy penguin. And this is definitely not health advice. Go and buy plenty of cookies and enjoy them over the festive season because it's the one time a year calories don't count, I've been told. Luca, thank you so much. Thanks, boss. Thanks for having me.